Live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company. Even at like seven, I was very cheap, and I'm like, I'm going to have this this shirt for a long time. I can't even comprehend this question. I wouldn't want land. I wouldn't want animals. I don't want any of that. I don't want scenery. I don't want space. No, it didn't look like... I don't like, want open spaces at all. It didn't look like there was a... within miles of that place. I'm out. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. Man! All right, here we go. Five o'clock hour, Cofield and Company. I love what we do. There's so many good stories every day. Three hours, barely enough to get to all of it. Thanks to Battleborn Injury Lawyers. For back in the show, 5709000 is the number for Matt Hoffman, Justin Watkins, and company. Adam Hill is here as our company. We're tracking NHL playoffs. We're tracking the NBA. Right now, there's a playoff game over on 1230 The Game. That's one of our sister stations, so go check that out if you want to hear some hockey play-by-play. But it's time here for the Big Five. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five. Number five. And we have talked about the Top Gun Redux, and I don't know if I mentioned it to you, but I'm not a big theater guy, but this one could draw me out of the house to go watch in a theater. The the previews, the trailer, looks pretty awesome, you know. Got the planes flying everywhere. It's pretty cool. Sure. You know? Booming sound. That's a good thing in a theater. And I... I don't know what's going on here. Is there going to be another volleyball game? We joked about it last week. Or did we have some real volleyball players break down the original movie's volleyball scene? Yeah, it, a blog out there that I very much enjoy, uh, the USA Today blog, caught up with some professional volleyball players. Okay. And basically just asked them to break down uh, how the actual volleyball was played in the film now, one of their in the biggest, original, yes. Okay. One of their biggest problems was obviously the attire. Like Tom Cruise's jeans are just not proper volleyball attire. He is wearing <laughs> jeans on the beach. So, by the way, everyone is heavily oiled up, which I don't think can be productive for bumps. Sure. I feel like that would slip right off the arm. Uh, but sure. the jeans, the jeans kind of mar a lot of the analysis. Like you really can't give a good read to. Maverick and his volleyball abilities when he's wearing these skin-tight jeans. Sure. Uh, we got quotes like, that's just terrible form. Uh, the setting is very marginal. <laughs> so they're not very good setters. <laughs> they're so serious. About yeah. The setting! Uh, How about the strategy part? Well, actually, as it as it pr- moved on, yeah. they moved from the setting is very marginal to it's actually absolutely tragic. Right. Like it's just. Were it's, you a good setter in volleyball? Uh, no. I mean, I, I think I might have been okay. But as you can imagine, myself not being a very tall person, I would be more apt to be decent at setting and near, the, well, I would be near the middle of the net. I don't think I would be on the outside trying to freaking block or slam down spikes. And that that's what one of the problems was with these pro volleyball players when they broke down the original volleyball scene. Well, I, one of my favorite quotes from it uh, was, it's funny because they're really intense, like they're actually good at it. But they're just so, <laughs> which I, I do love that. Like, they are very competitive, and they're, like, so fired up about the volleyball, but they suck at it. You can't get that emotional and that tied in 
when, you, when you're not that good. It's the movie. And, and, and they're flexing the whole time. To your question about, was I a good setter? I'm actually Jeter-like in my setting. I'm not, I'm not a Hall of Famer. Is that I can't really get to much, but if I'm there, I'll, I'll get you. Okay. Yeah, if I, I can stand still and get you, just like Jeter can stand still and make a play. You did see the whole point on the uh, the strategy that Tom Cruise is a tiny guy. Yeah, why should, is he the should, guy at the net? Yeah, he's. I mean, he should be setting. He shouldn't be freaking. You're not setting him up at five seven unless he's yeah, but, Spud Webb. Unless, think, yeah, unless he's got a forty eight inch vertical leap and he doesn't. Yeah, but you think Cruise is going to allow that to happen? He's 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 going to score the points. Good point. Anthony Edwards was always kind of a kind of the bit player. Kind of the the supporting actor of supporting actor. They did say Maverick was the worst of the. Yeah, I know, I know. They, I think they gave pretty good marks to Val Kilmer, who yeah. is not in volleyball shape now. Unfortunately, he's not even in the movie, right? Yes. He's such a mess, and he's he's you know he's kind of lost lost his way. But I, I do like that they also said, yeah, Tom Cruise is the worst. To be fair, it could be the fact that he's in those tight jeans, and the chafing has to set in. Oh, they talk chafing. Yeah, like at some point, you're probably just not comfortable out there. Coming out this weekend. Who's going? There's literally zero chance that I'm going to see that movie. Number four. I'm always building that holiday list for you, getting you gifts, making you feel bad like you have to reciprocate. I will look for a a big fella size in this one. Did you see the new Kendall Jenner t-shirt? Yeah. It's the Kendall starting five. It's a picture of Kendall Jenner, and surrounding her is Blake Griffin, Devin Booker, Ben Simmons. Is that Koozie? Sure. Okay. Teammates? Yes. Yeah. She's on a run. Well, I mean, she appears to be like the coach. She's kind of in the middle. She, I think Could she's this be deciding. A movie? Kendall starting five? I think so. I think you can make it into a movie. I mean, there's a lot of... There's definitely a lot of peripheral characters. Maybe that could be the uh, third season of winning, winning Time. By the way, we're we just going to ignore poor Jordan Clarkson, who is well, somewhere in the run. Well, they also make him look silly in the, a little bit. In the photo. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, the next season of Winning Time is Shaq and Kobe. This could easily be a third. I would watch that. I would definitely watch it over Top Gun. Stop. Also... Kendall's starting five could easily beat the Top Gun guys in volleyball. I would hope. Yeah. They would at least have the proper attire. Number three. Did we ruin the Pro Bowl permanently in Vegas? Yeah. It's what over. are they doing? I, I, I'm like the lone backer on Sports Talk Radio for the Pro Bowl, always mentioning that the fans love it. I was out of the Pro Bowl this year. They were eating it up. They loved it. Didn't. They finally... They finally put the nails in the coffin. Yeah, th- well, they're they haven't officially. They're just they basically said, "Look, in its current form, it, it can't continue like this. We've got to find a new way." Um, I mean, did we ruin it or did Alvin Kamara ruin it? It's a good question. I don't think it's our fault or Kamara's fault. I think this has been okay. building. Yeah, it's, it's this last this last game. And again, I bought tickets when as a fan. Um, it was sort of absurd. They were trying to play flag football, but there were, the refs weren't calling anything. Yeah. Then you're trying to bet the game on the total, and they were light on 
drafting rules early, so it looked like it was going to go to a 130 total, and then the game bogged down. I mean, for the sports books, they're throwing their hands up like, this is not football. Come on. you got to do something legit. But I think it's more the appearance of guys going like 30%. Like In the in the past, I think they would go like 50%, it was 60%. Bad. It was bad. They were not giving an effort on the field, which yeah. I don't blame them. I don't like, blame them at all. Your season's over. No. You're in vacation or Vegas. You're hanging out. That'll make, we heard rumors of players being drunk on the sideline, which is crazy. Um, I I will also I'll go a step further, and if you said, you know, that this game ruined, I know the Chargers fans are saying Justin Herbert ruined it by playing too well, whatever. I'll say Max Crosby ruined the Pro Bowl because Max Crosby showed what happens if you give like Max Crosby tried sixty percent and like dominated, and people were like, wait, he's not even trying and he's destroying everybody. So th- I think that's what people said. Okay, this is. This is silly. Let's do something different. They haven't come up with an idea yet. There's been a lot of things floated, skills challenges, flag football, all sorts of different things that are kind of floating out there. A skills challenge would be great, I think, if you could get some of the great events and get guys really motivated to do it. Um, there's definitely alternatives for how to do it, how to how to make this happen. Maybe even just put the practice on TV. That was kind of interesting for a little bit if you actually tried. Um, I don't know. There's different ways to go about having an all-star game, an all-star weekend, uh, but it seems like at least the all-star game as it is is officially dead. The other NFL news, would you like to do a dance of celebration Ooh, already did. about the combine <laughs> in Indianapolis? We hit on this yesterday, and you know, as it turned out, Dallas and L.A. put in for it. We did not. I think the LVCVA and other powers around Vegas were like, we really don't want it. You don't want it here because you know Indianapolis is – Super convenient. You love Indianapolis. And the thing that got me, I didn't even realize how bad this was, the economic impact. Like, Indianapolis was puffing out their chest. They're like, oh, yeah, we're in Event City. The Combine brings in $9.6 million of economic value. And when I saw that, I'm like, yeah, we don't want that. No. That's, that's a that's, bad that's weekend. A, that's a terrible weekend for sure. us. You're, you're wasting our time. I tried to tell you this. Well, I didn't know it was that low. It's not a fan event. I thought we could build it up. No, there's no reason for fans to go. Like, literally zero reason to go. This is a team scout front office media event. That's all it is. And that's who goes to the Combine. And Indy is perfect. And I guess, as soon as I heard this yesterday, did not a dance. Definitely celebrated. You love Indianapolis. You're the the only one. Number two. Okay, so Gruden in court today. John Gruden with this case that uh, he got railroaded by the NFL Judge sided with him. It can move forward. So ultimately, what do you think this means? Like, how juicy does this get? And very important question. And I know we addressed a lot of this a couple minutes ago with Judge Dan. If you missed that portion of the program, lvsportsnetwork.com after six, we have it archived, is would Gruden like to have a lot of the stuff come out and embarrass the NFL, or does he just want money? Because he doesn't need money. I mean, of no. all guys, he could be like, yeah, let's let's go. We'll go the whole way. Well, I don't care what I get. And, and Judge Dan made an interesting point of even if it's not about money, it's about repairing the image and saying, hey, I beat the NFL. I won this lawsuit, so bring me back. Um, his attorney made a very, very kind of offhanded comment during his argument today and was like, hey, if the end result of this, if you guys want to put him back in and install him as the coach of the Raiders again, we'll drop it right now. Like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like that, that would be a bit shocking and yeah. stunning to everybody if uh, you know Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler are like, sorry guys, uh, John Gruden's back. That's not happening, obviously. But yes, the fact that this went to court instead of arbitration could have far-reaching Im- impacts, of course, on how the NFL does business and how they're able to arbitrate everything and not have anything go to court. 
But if this trial goes forward, and if John Gruden doesn't take a settlement, the NFL is offering a settlement as soon as they have to. Like right now, they're appealing today's decision. But if this does actually move into trial where there will be discovery and they'll have to turn over everything to the other side, which would include all of the emails from the 650,000, I believe, and any correspondence between the NFL and the Raiders during those weeks where John Gruden alleges that the league really put the pressure on the Raiders to force him to resign, like that all becomes discoverable as well. Like those things could all come out. So if John Gruden isn't in, isn't in this for the money, if he's in it, as some people believe, to just push this forward to a trial and just have a lot of this stuff come out and he can clear some of those steps along the way where the league will continue to ask for it to be dismissed because there's not enough to move forward, this could be a massive story where we find out a lot of information about what's going on in the NFL. Number one. OTAs this week for the Raiders and lots of teams around the National Football League. Voluntary, though, right? So there could be some key Raiders who are not there. We'll find out more tomorrow. There's some media access tomorrow down in Henderson. For you, the number one storyline, just getting to take a look at practice, if they actually show some stuff, is what? Well, obviously you want to see a lot of different guys. But to me, it's where is Alex Leatherwood lining up in the portions that we get to watch. Now, this is not going to be... Like, if we see him at tackle tomorrow, it doesn't mean they want starter tackle. Like They'll be trying different lineups. They've already said they want to move guys around. But where is he starting? Where is he at right now? This early in the process, is he taking reps at tackle and guard? Taking all at guard, all at tackle, and we're only going to see a portion of it. But that, to me, might be the most interesting thing to watch tomorrow in terms of where is Alex Leatherwood, because that tells us a lot about where they see some of those other guys in that offensive line group and where they could fit in. For you, that unit is the biggest question. It's not the defensive backs or the linebackers. It's the O-line. Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, they, they didn't have a great year last year, but it was good enough. And I think their job is going to be made a lot easier by the fact that Devontae Adams is here and he's going to get open right off the line of scrimmage and Hunter Renfro is always open and you can run a lot of quick plays. So they don't have to hold up for that long necessarily. And they've got a ton of running backs and I think the passing game is going to help the running game. Like they're going to have help from other areas on offense. But I do think even though they overcame their deficiencies in the offensive line last year, they're going to have to block better at some point of course, to take the next step forward. So, yeah, I think the offensive line is the biggest group to me to watch. USA Today had a list of flaws for each team coming out of the draft, and the Raiders were listed blocking. Yeah. And when you look at some of the numbers, 2.2 yards before contact per run, fifth lowest number in the league. Derek Carr, 40 sacks, uh, 6% sack rate, both second worst of his. And then PFF had the O-line, 28th out of 32 teams. So a lot is going to have to go right. they got to figure out the right mix here. And then I also believe, and I've been saying this for weeks, that with June 1st coming up, they're going to have a lot of competition. Like, I think the Chargers are going to be aggressively trying to get a right tackle as well. They, they have to... They got to get someone else to to go into this mix, but I don't know what they want to spend on it and how much money they're going to have. They're going to clear some cap though. Yeah, but so is everyone. Like that, that's going to happen everywhere. So I know people are excited about that date and saying, "Hey, the Raiders will have some money," and they will, and there'll be guys available, and you can go out and, and spend and find some guys. But you're right; you're not the only team. I think a lot of times you're like, "That's what they need. They need a right tackle." Yeah, so do twelve other teams in the league right now. Coming up, Adam's take on the biggest story of the day around the Raiders, and that was uh, Colin Kaepernick in Las Vegas getting a workout. He hasn't gotten a workout 
uh, with an NFL team since all the stuff went down years ago. We're talking about basically five and a half, six years away from the National Football League, and the Raiders were taking a look at Cap today. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battle Born Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battle Born Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. High drive! Right field! Headed to the water! Out of here! And this game is tied! You're listening to Cofield and Company, live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center on ESPN Las Vegas. Giants TV on the call. Jock Peterson, three home runs. And that came on the heels of having a chat with Barry Bonds. Said, the ball over that wall over there, kid. <laughs> Swing harder. And they did it. Hit home runs like I did. Okay, here's three. That's all it takes. Did little pep he, talk. He didn't go to a stall with him, did he? Can we just leave it at chat in air quotes? Do you have to state the obvious? Nobody saw your air quotes. I I emphasized a chat. That could mean anything. That's a, kind of the same thing as when I talk about college basketball programs and their resources. Sure. Chat. So are you going to be okay going to uh, Raiders practice tomorrow, media availability? You're all worked up. I feel I like am. they threw you off your game because you should be. I mean, you're objective 99% of the time, but I know you have your feelings about Colin Kaepernick in the NFL. Sure. This is a nice story. Colin Kaepernick getting a workout with the Raiders is good. He's got a chance. That's all you can ask for. Oh, sorry. When you said we were going to talk about the biggest story of the day, I thought you meant big three draft because I just saw that just started. <laughs> Very excited. So you're very anti the timing. You would you have been fine uh, if Kaepernick worked out two weeks from now? I first of all, I don't. I just don't think it should be the Raiders. Like if if you told me he's working out with Atlanta, Seattle, Carolina, like yeah, that's awesome. I don't, but I don't think it's realistic that he comes in as like a one B. I think he's got to work his way back into the NFL. He'll be a backup for a year, and then maybe if he gets any playing time, maybe if the Raiders do what they had planned to do had he not got injured all the time, have the Mariota package, have the cap pack, then he gets to play a little bit. You know, He sees if he wants to be in the NFL. The NFL finds out, or the Raiders find out, if he's the right guy for the organization. I think it's awesome for the organization to potentially embrace Colin Kaepernick. Well, that's I listened to Raider Nation Radio 920 today. They got a ton of phone calls, and... Everyone was in support of the Raiders giving it a go with Kaepernick. That's cool. Wow. Uh, so that was different than Twitter. So I'll, I'll say that right away. Um, well, Twitter's, Twitter, a, Twitter's, Twitter's a bunch of anonymous goofs. So, you know, it's real, it's real easy to talk tough. Call up Q. Call up Q and talk some trash. I, hope, I dare you. I hope it's Call realistic. up JT the Brick. Talk some trash about the Raiders. I hope it's a realistic chance. And I, as much as I love Cap, I listen, I think after five years away, there's probably – it's it's going to be very tough to be one of the top thirty two or excuse me sixty four quarterbacks in the world. It's going to be very tough. At one point, he clearly was and wasn't allowed. It's going to be really tough. So you think too much time has gone by? I do, but I hope I hope that he gets a realistic shot. I hope that if he's good enough, he is signed. I question whether all those, all those things are possible. But you just saying, like I, I don't realize if you know what you did, but you say I think it's really cool of the organization to do this. That's what they want you to think. 
that, that's what's frustrating. Well, there is me. an element to this that you have to have some some you know a, a mega nutsack to do this after every team in the NFL was either told or just made the decision on their own. Maybe. Well, according to the lawsuit, that they were told. I mean, that's that was that, settled. That, that was a, a settled lawsuit. That is, that is a good point. Yeah. No, I think of all the organizations that the Raiders have the history and things in place, and I think Vegas. I think Vegas would embrace him as well. There'll be haters. There's still, there's still people. You know, if you talk to people about Colin Kaepernick and you just why them to death, they're just going to run out. You know, you can, you can give your read. Why? Well, why? Well, why? Well, why? And eventually, you're like, okay, the, yeah, like you just don't like the guy. There's no real reason. Yeah, and, and, it's it's move past move past this stuff. Can he play football? Can he not? That's and, it. And, but, and I'll, I'll say what like. You're still entitled to your opinion, whatever. I think most people that have the opinion that he doesn't deserve a chance and, quote, un-American, as everybody keeps saying on Twitter, and all those, I'll not be a fan anymore if you sign that un-American jerk, whatever. Good. You're, you're entitled to that opinion. We've, we've gone through this but, before. There's a lot of things that people said, hey, they wouldn't follow this or that. Right. And guess what? Other people move but, into your place. What, Find other stuff to follow. Sure. What I'm getting at is if you are one of those people that said, if you would have been good enough, you would have had a chance. No. That was a lawsuit that was settled essentially conceding that he wasn't given a chance, that the league did block him from getting a chance when he deserved one. That's done. So don't make that argument anymore. You're wrong about that. He didn't get a chance even though he was good enough. So you can't make that argument anymore. That was done in court. I can't wait to see the angles that are discussed tomorrow. There's so much to get into. All the additions. The draft, undrafted free agents, Colin Kaepernick, the stuff with Ventrelli, those claims, the New York Times story. Yeah, baby! It's May in the NFL! Cofield and company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. Now, back to Cofield and company. We saw the story about online posts and some threats made toward you, death threats made towards you, racist threats made towards you. Hey, man, unfortunately, I've been dealing with that for a long time. You know, that's uh, sad to say, but that's just the fact of the matter. I'm getting good at just putting it in the rearview mirror. It's a big deal. I try to act like it's not. Just keep moving forward. So, you know, that's what I do. And, you know, I know that doesn't reflect uh, some of those messages I got. doesn't reflect every single fan in St. Louis. But for those that, that hate, that one's for them. of Nazem Kadri on the way back. Uh, that, of course, is from a few days ago in the St. Louis, Colorado series that was following Kadri with a hat trick. Right now, it's one nothing, one nothing. We've got the hockey playoffs all over our four stations. Tonight, 12-third of the game, our fourth station. There's no order. We're the fourth station. 12-third uh, of the game. Has Colorado and St. Louis to play by play right now. So one nothing, nine and a half minutes left in the first period. And of course, the Budweiser song on the organ as a tip of the cap to the self anointed best fan in all sports, St. Louis. The best people. 
Well, but just ask them. As Kadri said, he's not. He doesn't want to make a blanket statement about all St. Louis fans. Um, you know, this thing all started with Kadri, who does have a rep as a dirty player. So people jump to the conclusion like, hey, scumbag, why'd you just, you know, destroy Bennington for the rest of the playoffs? Did the injury come out on Bennington, the official injury? Lower body. Okay. Because um, I don't know if anyone else on the show noticed it the other day. I'm not saying he said it, but Darren Pang was on, who covers the Blues, and Panger talked about uh, the fact that he got embroiled in a play like that as a goalie, and he tore his ACL. And then he was like, I'm not saying Bennington has a torn ACL. He's like, but I did see him in a brace limping around earlier Ooh. today. This was two days ago. So, I mean, that's if it's a freaking torn ACL. Lower body week to week. Then it ain't a week to week, right? In the NHL it is. Yeah, well, it'll be labeled a week to week. But sure. at some point, they'll have to come out and say what the injury is. So, I get it. I get it. You know? This is the great thing about sports. People get inflamed. They get angry. When it starts turning into racist and calling a guy an Arab scumbag, and that might be the most tame thing they said about Kadri, come on. Yeah. Let's, let's all freaking... Calm down. But on the on the front end of it, how dangerous is it to look at? How dangerous is it to look at, you know, Kadri, Tom Wilson, who, by the way, has a torn ACL. He's out six to eight months. Yeah. Just assume, like, hey, there's contact with the with a goalie, and this guy has a rep of being chippy, borderline dirty. Like he did that on purpose. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's necessarily fair. And and you know, you do, as a player, I think in all sports, have to live with your reputation sometimes. Um, and if you have that reputation, you're not going to be given the benefit of the doubt very often. But I think if you watch the play, like, yeah, he's aggressively going toward the goaltender. But he also does bump into somebody just before he gets there, takes him off his course a little bit. When you're skating, I don't know, a million miles an hour toward people, it's hard to kind of stop when you get contact, I think. That's why I just grab the wall when I stop. I think that's how you stop doing your skates. Uh, <laughs> They're a little higher level than you. A little bit. Uh, so I, I don't I don't know. To me, it's very, very difficult uh, to, to stop yourself in that kind of a situation, um, and especially when you get contacted just before you get there. So, you know, I, I look at that as an isolated incident and say, yeah, I don't put too much blame on him, but I certainly understand why people that already think he's a dirty player and already think he's going after their guys and already – kind of accuse him of things would think that he's doing something on purpose. I mean, there, there was a, I don't know if you saw the hit and it, you know, uh, Smith was able to come back in the game, but it was two games ago uh, where uh, uh, Milan Lucic came, came down flying down behind the goal and laid out Mike Smith, the goaltender for Edmonton behind the net. And he, he kind of laughed like, yeah, if, if I would have hit him hard, he would not be playing again, which was kind of true that he could have absolutely laid him out. And it looked really bad on replay. But if you look at it slowly, you see, okay, he did kind of let up. He could have hit him harder. And and you kind of understand that. But it looked really, really bad. But you, you just know that there are there are guys with reputations and people are going to fault them, whether it's, it's whether they did it or not. And you also have to live with those reputations that you've earned. Doesn't mean you should be called racist things. You tracking what uh, Gallant's doing? Unfortunately, the Rangers now far behind in the series. Wait, what? What? Rally. Okay. I'm tracking it because I do I do have a futures bet on the Rangers. It is 2-2. It is 2-2. You scared me. I, I, I got like, caught up on the fact yesterday that uh, Candy was bad-mouthing the, bad-mouthing the Rangers. Canes fell down 2-0, and I'm like, I'm going to roll on this uh, comeback at plus 425. Nope. 
Now it's a two-two series. Yeah. Well, the Can- the Canes have not lost at home. They have not won on the road yet in the playoffs. Oh boy. Um, which they do have two of the last three games at home. So if that trend continues, the the Canes will advance. I'm obviously hoping that Shostarkin continues playing very, very well and shuts them down and carries that all the way to the Stanley Cup. That'd be nice. Celtics Heat coming up. There were rumors yesterday that the uh, Heat might have some COVID issues. Looks like that's not the case. We've got another NBA-related story involving Vegas. We've got a dude who's uh, sort of a big media character in Portland. Their columnist, John Canzano. I think he's still doing radio. I believe he said this on the radio. Okay. Yeah. Said that Seattle and Vegas are next for the NBA. What, the current agreement goes through 2024? Is that right? Yes. Okay. And after the media rights deal is up, yes, that they would announce it. Okay. This is, by the way, shocking news to nobody that pays attention. But to say that they've already decided it is kind of big. Yeah. Who are the other candidates? If they were going to expand. Louisville. Okay. They've talked about Mexico City, but I think pandemic changed a lot of that equation. Um, Kansas City has no shot. They potentially have a shot, I suppose. But, I mean, Louisville has been, you know, desperate for a team for a long time. And we had one of the Louisville radio guys on last year, and he's like, eh, we can't economically support that. Yeah. Like, the arena's not even, even so, even though it's a brand new arena, they'd have to, they'd have to upgrade the arena. The Yum Center. But if you if you were to say that there are there is, say, two expansion teams coming, I would put Las Vegas, if you're guaranteeing there's two expansion teams, minus 25,000 as okay. being one of the teams. What if I counter with, yeah, I don't know that an expansion team is real smart to put here. That's fine. I mean, I would, I would agree with you. What do you think? Th- this city is not cheering for losers. No. They're not good fans. And, and we, we know, know in, in the, the NBA, there ain't no, unless they come up with different rules in an expansion draft, like you can protect four <laughs> players on each roster, and I'll speak as Vegas, we get to pick the rest yeah. from the rest. Us in Seattle, like you get to keep four. Now that's a little bit ridiculous. That's low. But the NHL, if I'm correct, going back to VGK, dropped it to, was it eight slash nine, something like that, depending on the option. Depending, yeah, right? It was low. It was low. And VGK played the rest of the league with trades, and they were able to win coming right out of the gates. And now, now we're like, what? Didn't make the playoffs in year four? Like, holy, this whole thing has been out of whack. The NBA is so hard to move up. Like, there, there is no builds don't happen in two years. So sure. if we get to like years four and five, and I, you know, I don't want to. It, it always feels like we come on here and we're like, hey, pump the brakes, pump the brakes on, on different sports. But you also have to be realistic as we start to build towards maybe a third professional franchise here. We've already given you our feelings on the A's. We think we're being played. They just told your paper again that the A's just said, oh, we're down to two sites now. Okay, what are the two sites? Can't say. Can, they can never say. Two sites on the resort corridor. Okay, that could mean anything. We're pretty sure We're pretty sure one of them. You do know one of them. I think, Four every, I think everyone You does. think it's the Trop? Uh, the Tropicana property. Well, that could I think it's the drink. Okay. Okay. I think. Okay. Yeah. So and then when 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 that news came out uh, that you know Dave Cavill's like, hey, we're down to he's the president of the A's. We're down to two sites. Which, by the way, side note is on the F one course. Right. <laughs> so well, how are we gonna deal well, that's that? what I was saying. Like, okay, the the resort corridor for us now legitimately means all the way down to the outlet mall south, 
Like, and then up north from there, I'm not going to go all the way down the South Point. I know there's some, you live down there, there's some potential stadium sites south of the South Point. I don't think they're dumb enough to put it that far well, south. When you're including the outlet mall south, what you're right. what you're really saying is to the new NBA arena, which is yes. right there, and it's also LV Boulevard and Blue Diamond. Also the high-speed train stop, yes. which potentially will be there. So LV Boulevard, all the way down to Blue Diamond, and then I think all the way north to the Stratosphere, and then east-west over to Dean Martin on the west and over to Koval on the east side, and that's exactly what I was thinking because that's where F1 bought some property for how much was it? A lot. 220? Was it? I can't remember. Crazy amount of money because they're going to put something permanent there, which I'm guessing is going to be the pits, which means we're probably going to have, you know, at least three years of races here. And then there is that big property on Harmon and Koval, I guess what, diagonally uh, across from Top Golf. That's what you're talking about? That, that could, you think that's a likely stadium? Yeah. Location. Wow, that would be interesting. It's a lot of land. It is a lot of land. Yeah. I mean, I've always I've always thought that um, there'd be a chance for some sort of offshoot, like mini strip from the strip proper all the way down to Virgin. Second, second strip? All the way down to Virgin. No, like, because there, there really is, there's no, like. Down Harmon, you're there's saying. No, there's no two block, you know, set up with a bunch of casinos. And um, I'm assuming a lot of the stuff on Harmon would be blown out at some point as you're going. Yeah, sorry. As you're going down towards Virgin. And there's just, so you think that's one of the most likely properties? Yes. Wow. Okay. That sounds like that's sourced. No. That's, okay. I mean, that's well, just, at least we got something because all we keep getting is they're down to two sites. Can't say where. Because they're not. All right. All right. Is this real or not? They're not actually building anything. So, I mean, so back, to, my, back to the original point. I think one of the one of the sites is right here where this building stands. They'll just they'll just knock it down and go because they're never doing it. So we get to say wherever it is. I hear Lotus Broadcasting will take nothing less than five hundred million for the site. You can't fit a stadium here. Problem. The A's are willing to spend all kinds of money, right? It's <laughs> it's all it's all going to be privately financed. It's all that great. Other, and by the way, that was the other great thing in the story is I swear they licked the finger and put it up. You know, let's test the market. And Steve Hill is like, oh, well, hold on a second. Could be. Don't close the door on public money. That's not the way he speaks, by the way. No, it's not. <laughs> we will we'll, we'll pass. All right. So we are cynical about the A's. You think where there's smoke, there's fire with both this Portland report, backed up by previous reports that Vegas could be in the running for an NBA expansion team and the Liwiki Bidane project with another 20,000 seat arena could be real. So multi use, you know, facility with retail and residential. Yeah. Easy drive for me. I'll like that. I'll take that. It's good. It's all I'm looking for. I, just, I love that's every story on the show. Indianapolis gets to keep the combine. Great. Adam loves Indianapolis and it's convenient. Good for me. Basketball arena is going right near my house. Woo. Are, are you okay if there's a baseball stadium? No. Where the old drink. <laughs> no. I love baseball. I do. I love it. I would love to have it here. We're not paying anything for it. And. I mean, yes, put it wherever. That's fine. I'll, I'll, be, down, I'll, go you know what? I'll be down with this deal if the A's throw in money for um, light rail. Like, we'd have to have something along Koval, right? Or, or is no, Koval the, the, the F1 track? Well, that's the pits. other thing. That's right. <laughs> that already has to be fixed. With, with pit stops. 
Doesn't F1 like look real? Aren't they real snooty when it comes to oh, pretty much okay. everything? But like NASCAR, oh, it's not. Could first F, of could, all, could F1 go to the LVCBA and be like the A's? Like, we follow Major League Baseball. We're we're not we're not going to be in the same. Keep them away from our pits. Keep, we're <laughs> not going to be in the same area. They're not. Imagine if <laughs> they're not using our road, Koval. F1 will now own Koval. The yeah, I, I think they're going to buy the whole road. Sorry, new front porch at Ellis Island, one of my favorite places in could town. I, could F one could F one pull a Steve Ballmer, where Ballmer just kept getting objections from MSG and uh, what's his name, Jimmy Dolan, and the forum, and finally because he wants to build a new stadium, yeah. you know, on the on the uh, on the site, on the Inglewood site, and like the MSG people are busting his chops, and he's like, you know what, let's do this. You're out. <laughs> I'm buying you. Here you go. Shut up. That could work. By the way, can I also, on a side note, I watched F1 with a F1 fan this weekend. My first race I've actually watched. I don't, I don't get it. Oh, stop. I don't get it. Yes, you will. I don't get it. Watch the reality show. Uh, if you start to learn the characters, it's like it's just like NASCAR. The okay. People, well, that, it's everything that's around not, the race. Don't worry about the race. Not a selling point to me. It's most sports. Most sports, it's all the stuff around this. Most sports, they do something. They do something. It's very, very high risk. It's very dangerous. A lot of personalities. A lot of trash talk. A lot of weird press conferences. Three point one second pit stop. Oh, that'll get you. Okay. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company presents. Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Good times in the neighborhood. Good times in the neighborhood. Raiders media availability tomorrow. OTAs are going on. Lots of stories to talk about. That'll be great. Looking forward to tomorrow's show. Adam Hill is here. It's Cofield. A very important partnership story to mention. I saw a picture of these two. Ritz and Oreo in a combined sandwich cookie abomination. Yeah. What is this? Ritz crackers are delicious. So buttery Ritz crackers with the white, whatever that is, in an Oreo cream and then a chocolate cookie. Yeah. I mean, maybe. All three things are tremendous. But do they belong together? No. Is this yet another work from, this time, Big Cookie? Or Big Cracker. Maybe that's the real story here, that Big Cookie and Big Cracker came together. But are they, aren't they? are they really the same thing? I'm going to make the argument that Big Cracker was kind of falling behind. It was like, let's... We need some help. Let's get in with Big Cookie. You think Big... You think cookies are ahead of crackers right now? Oh, yeah. In terms of advancements? Oh, yeah. Crackers need crackers need to be paired with something generally. A soup or a cheese or a pepperoni. Yeah, I operate in a whole different world than the rest of you people. A graham cracker is delicious, but you, it's kind of closer to a cookie. You always need stuff with your stuff. Yeah. I grew up on the mean streets, and what we were given, we were given. Well, 
But I, I, but I, but I, we never had a Ritz. I'll tell you the, that right now. The truth we is, we had the white box with the black thing that said crackers. Yeah. The truth is, again, I was not allowed to have sugary stuff, uh, fatty and salt, of course. Sure. So you're a cracker like, guy. I'm a, I'm a cracker. But I like also, cookies. You're also I like a cookies. Soup. You're a soup guy. So but, crackers go with soup. But I would say if 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 there's a cracker, if I get a box, especially um, not saying someone else in the house will devour them as well. But we have a real problem with Triscuits. I mean, a real They're problem. They're good. It's bad. But you also need something on them. Nope. That's the whole point I was going to get to. A little, little uh, slice of cheese. Dry. Break them in half. Exciting. Two halves. That's it. And a little salt. Good. Crumbs. You break them in half. Uh, highly recommend this. And we'll have the Vast Sound crew grab this. Go back in the bag. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Do you like Adam Richmond? Uh, Adam he's, Richmond. He's you remember him? food guy, right? Yeah. So yeah. he's back. Okay. Now, I don't know why I do this. It's just mean. Um, again, I'm not here to judge, but I had heard that uh, maybe some health issues. Who knows? Maybe it was money deal, but he walked away, and then they, they had some other jabroni come in. I watched one episode with him. I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. He's terrible. Like, Adam Hirschman's pretty good. He's funny. Um, it was like when they switched hosts, hosts on Cheaters. It just got terrible. I didn't even know they did that. Was it bad? Like three times. Oh. Yeah, it was terrible. Who was the original guy? Wasn't it Joey something? <laughs> yes. Joey! Whoever he was. Um, but anyway, Adam Richmond has a new story. It's, uh, um, is it eating through the 80s or something, something like that? He basically goes back, and it's a whole 80s theme, and he goes back to iconic 80s foods. Is and, the and, different than they are now? And 80, no, but the other thing is 80s, a lot of them have gone away. And a lot of them have changed our recipe because we were giant fat asses, and we just put everything, and we were still are. Sure. Um, but the first episode I saw, he went back to Domino's. And found a product that Domino's had for six months. You know Domino's is another Michigan pizza place? Of course I do. I didn't know that. Just like, uh, what's it called? Little Caesars, right? Yeah. So Domino's at one point had a breakfast pizza. And they would deliver it. With In a coffee. morning? With a coffee and a newspaper, apparently. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. Bring that back. Well, they made it. It looked okay. It was basically an omelet on a piece of bread. On a piece of pizza dough. And of course, Adam Richmond, when he eats it, he's like, you know, they do these close up of his face, and he's like, oh, it's just orgasmic. It looked good. It looked good. I mean, I, I think it's worth trying. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, to follow up on, I thought he had some health issues. He was like, I can't do these eating challenges anymore. Sure. So he, um, he's actually, I figured he would have gone the opposite way, like super thin. He's he's pretty bulky now. Oh, yeah. He wasn't he wasn't thin back then. So, which I, you know what. I embrace it, man. I like it. We he, like food. What are you going to do? He challenged food many times. Yes, he did. So I'm glad he's back. Me too. I'm well, glad to see Check out the show. History of food. That's good. Stick your hand in there, dude. I always feel like I was one of his buddies. Um, now, one of our actual buddies, I think, he doesn't talk to you. He talks to me a little bit, um, is New York. <laughs> what? Talk? Is New York Radio. I doubt it. Um, it's very <laughs> it's very superficial. Uh, it's Brandon Tierney, who does radio with Tiki Barber in New York on WFAN. He had a whole thing the other day where Paul O'Neill is on hold. O'Neill apparently was there to talk about his book. This whole story comes up the last couple of days with Tim Anderson and Josh Donaldson of the Yankees. And... Brandon Tierney's like, can't do it. Can't do it. We cannot be dictated to. He doesn't want to talk about Tim Anderson and Josh Donaldson. Paul O'Neill cannot come on. I threw the story at Adam Candy yesterday. Oh, boy. No, you want a big controversy all about you, all about Tierney. That's blowhard stuff. That's amateur. What did he say? What does his tweet say? My number one priority is the show. The audience. I did it for you. 
I did it for you! That will never change. When we accept dictated terms of what we can and cannot ask, and we accept, all credibility is lost. That will never happen. To avoid the biggest topic of the weekend, simply cannot have it. Adam, you know this radio host. I do. Did he do it for us, the audience? No. Uh, he, no, not no. He did it for the show, I think, and for and for the audience. I mean, yeah. it's silly to have somebody come on, and you're setting a precedent too. That 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 can happen. I'll say, uh, I think Adam Candy, Yankees fan, probably Paul O'Neill fan, probably sticking up. Actually, for his no, guy. he he led into it saying he was not a Paul O'Neill fan. Okay. I was never the biggest Paul O'Neill fan. I think he's gotten a lot of hype post career. Good player, not a great player. As people that do radio, I'm surprised Adam had that. As people that do radio, um, if you're sitting on hold and you tell Ari, like, hey, make sure you tell them not to ask us about this. I am 99 positive we would do the same thing. 